This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. Thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. I'm Jason Kong here with... Mary Lucas with Transitions Life Care. Mary, how are you doing today? Doing great. I went to the state fair. I, I really went for it. Um, this is going to be a good show for me today because I'm feeling it. <laughs> what was what was your? Um, I'm a big. I don't know your foodie food delicacy of choice. Was uh, was there one that stood out for you? Um, I, I have a very good route. I start at the apple cider, then I go to the um, grilled corn, and then I go to the hot dog stand, and then I go to the mini donuts. So it's like a little you I make at the state fair, but I'm very glad that we're talking about probiotics today because I feel like I may need a whole a whole bunch of them. <laughs> I was going to say, this, this show is probably going to be very beneficial for you. As you said, we are going to be talking about probiotics, and we are very pleased to have on with us today Natasha Trenov. She is uh, the mother of probiotics. She's got uh, an incredible background, and I think it will be a little bit better if she gives us the full story, but Natasha is the founder and president of Natrin, and she actually uh, coined the term probiotics. Natasha, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It's my favorite topic, and I just want to make sure that everyone is aware and knows uh, what to do because it's so confusing and Mm -hmm. I feel we need to enlighten everyone. That's right. I remember when my dad first said, you should take a probiotic. And I was like, what are you talking about? Um, And he, he... he really turned my entire family on to probiotics, and it's something that I don't think many people know about. So you are the mother of probiotics. How about we start there? What is a probiotic? What, what is a probiotic? That's such a weird, random word. Okay, well, probiotic actually means for life, mm. whereas antibiotic means against life. Mm. So that's a very simple explanation, and it's really the use of safe, um, beneficial microbes uh, when they're given insufficient quantity and they actually survive uh, to hit your GI tract, confer benefits on the human host. Wow. So I've also heard the word prebiotic. Is that what's the difference between a probiotic and a prebiotic? Okay. Well, prebiotic is sort of misleading mm-hmm. because uh, prebiotics are actually indigestible sugars or carbs. Uh, that is specific food for the bacteria. The problem is that not only will the good bacteria uh, eat that food, but possibly not-so-friendly bacteria and yeast will eat that food. So that's why formulation and knowledge uh, is everything in this field because you're dealing with very smart entities, probably smarter than we are. That's very interesting. So probiotics, what kind of form do they come in? I know that my dad um, takes a pill every day. Um, I know he keeps it in the refrigerator, I'm pretty sure. What kind of forms do probiotics come in, and how often should someone be taking a probiotic? Okay, well, first I have to give you a background. You are uh, more microbes than you are human cells. Hmm. And there's about 100 trillion microbes in your gut, lining your gut, and about 80% of your immune system. So the composition of the probiotic needs to be able to survive 
manufacturing, storage, shipping, uh, your stomach acid, your bile to actually do any good. So um, as the author of two probiotic uh, labeling standards, that were one read into congressional record, I can just tell you that uh, the probiotics in many pills are not alive, uh, especially if they've been sitting on the shelf and uh, abused. So this business uh, of you know, st- shelf stable is referring to temperatures in a laboratory which don't exist in warehousing, shipping, and handling. So uh, since they uh, need to be alive and healthy in order to benefit you, forget all those products that are sitting on the shelf. So, uh, and if you're going to take a pill form, it has to be a specific pill form uh, that's made for the benefit of the bacteria, not for the human host, Mm. so that the bacteria, once they hit the human host, will want to do their work and improve our health, which leads to longevity and good health. Hmm. Is there a certain type or a time of day that you should be taking a probiotic or does it matter, um, you know, for your body? Is it better to take it one time a day versus another time a day? It depends. You know, that's why we're all individual. And uh, we uh, our microbiota in our gut is individual to us, like our fingerprint. So for some people, it's best to take it in the morning along with your breakfast. Uh, and I'm only talking about my um, formulations mm-hmm. because many people give these directions, but the probiotics don't work. So uh, they have to be responsible for their directions. Um, but um, what it is that I tell people that if you are sometimes having difficulty sleeping, then I tell them to take it at night. And many people find that because of the stress that everybody's under today, uh, they will take it twice or three times a day to help their body deal with the stress. Interesting. So what are some signs that you should be taking probiotics or consider taking probiotics? Is it, are there physical things you could be looking for or is it just for everybody? Uh, well, for, you know, first of all, it's a two part question. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you, yes, uh, anybody who is not digesting and absorbing their food that's premature, that's prematurely aging, that has lack of energy, lack of mental clarity, uh, skin problems, um, digestive issues where they can't really digest their food and they feel uh, uh, tired after they eat. Uh, they don't have regular bathroom habits. And that's, it's not just one thing. It's the tuning of that 27 feet of GI tract, which is the gateway to all health and all disease. So that's why it's so important at this day and age, because we've got over 200 chemicals in the processed foods we consume. Uh, We have uh, chemicals in the air, in the soil, in the water. And so our bodies uh, barraged with these chemicals every day. And what, what has happened to us, and this is good scientific research, is that most people have a very unbalanced uh, microbiota in their GI tract. And that's why the $4.3 trillion we spent on healthcare, 80% is spent on chronic disease. Whoa. Wait, repeat that again. That is crazy number. Yep. $4.3 trillion spent on healthcare and 80% is spent on chronic disease. Wow. So probiotics can help address many of these chronic illnesses and also address a, a serious healthcare crisis that we're facing Oh, absolutely. Um, 
because, look, your body was designed to process food without aggravating the immune cells on your gastrointestinal wall and to make sure that your body is able to replace itself entirely every year. In other words, you lose 10 million uh, cells uh, every minute. So your 50 trillion cells have to be successfully reproduced every year because if you're making cheap proteins, you're going to get disease. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, that's, that is incredible. Um, are there any ages or, or um, that should not take probiotics? Can kids take probiotics? Um, I recently, uh, fun story, my veterinarian put my dog on probiotics, and I was like, what? Is that that's, animals can take probiotics? Um, so well, actually, probiotics came from the animal industry because uh-huh. I've been in this field for 56 years. I can tell you that that's why, and, and introducing uh, Bulgarian-style yogurt, with my family's business in the late 1960s and early 1970s. And I I can tell you that I figured out that farmers were starting to use probiotics. Why? Uh, Because they have a vested financial interest in making sure those animals are healthy and not filled with antibiotics. So uh, the light bulb went off in my head in the late 1970s and saying, wait a minute, if farmers are using and paying money for this to keep their animals healthy, mm-hmm. why aren't human beings doing this uh, to keep themselves healthy? Mm-hmm. Mm. We can learn but, a lot from that. But there's a few tricks. Pardon me? We can learn a lot from that, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so there's a few tricks. Uh, some people, because they don't want to engage in very strict um, packaging, shipping, and handling, and uh, they are now selling soil bacteria, which is something no human being should be ingesting in any large quantity because soil bacteria uh, can change their shape and can become detrimental to you under certain conditions. So, you know, doing your homework is very important because unfortunately it's not a very regulated field and people are putting all kinds of formulations out there which should never be allowed to be sold to the public, but they are because Uh, First of all, if they're not making any claims, uh, they're never going to get uh, any attention paid to them. Or if their uh, turnover is so small, uh, the agencies are not going to be paying attention. But anytime anybody tells you there's uh, probiotics in pizza or power bars or protein drinks, forget it. Mm -hmm. You're just wasting your money paying for that. Interesting. That is great advice. We are... Speaking with Natasha Trenev, she is the founder and president of Natron and also the mother of probiotics. We're going to continue our conversation with her on all things probiotics right after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with your hosts, Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. You can learn more about Transitions Life Care online at transitionslifecare.com. Dot org, transitionslifecare.org. Jason Kong here with 
Mary Lucas. Our guest on the line with us is Natasha Trenev. She is the founder and president of Natrin, the mother of probiotics. She's been involved with probiotics for 56 years. She's got quite a knowledge of probiotics, and that's why we are picking her brain today uh, when it comes to all things probiotics, Mary, because this is something I, I think everyone's kind of heard the term, but maybe isn't quite um, as keen on the science and exactly how it works. Absolutely. I had no idea that, you you know, probiotics and, and where they're placed, like don't buy the, it's kind of a, you know, don't, don't buy the granola bar that has probiotics in it. Um, so this has been a very interesting conversation. I want to dive into a little bit deeper. We're heading into flu, cold season, COVID season, all the things. There's, you know, a, a lot out there about this, this upcoming illness season in the winter. You know, is having and having a strong immune system is so important. You know, we can wash our hands, we can eat healthy, we can sleep well, and all the things. But can you tell us? Are, is there a role of probiotics in your immune system? Is there anything that we can be doing to add to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, look, I mean, let me just give you some pointers. Uh, first of all, you know, uh, stress reduces the ability of your immune system to defend you. Because why? All of your uh, energy and resources are going to your extremities when you're under continual stress and because your body is perceiving a life-threatening event, so it's either fight or flight. And this continual action is really hampering the immune system because the body will override all needs, immune needs, uh, digestive needs, uh, to save itself. So, you know, people have to understand what continual stress does to the body, uh, anxiety, depression, uh, lack of mental clarity, all of these things have a profound effect on the GI tract and the 100 trillion microbes that live there. So when the flu season comes around, why do the people who are compromised get the flu or get a cold or even are susceptible to COVID? Because as the temperature changes, uh, different microbes are prevalent. In other words, different microbe groups uh, dominate in different temperature settings. And that's very normal, and most people are not aware of that. So if your immunity is down and not at its peak level, you're going to be the prime target of getting ill. So since uh, the three bacteria that I uh, use in my products actually can communicate with the immune cells, uh, and uh, one particular bacteria, there's great studies showing that it alerts your killer cell activity, which is your first line of defense. In other words, it mobilizes that army of immunity uh, when something enters your body uh, that shouldn't be there to uh, eliminate it, to you know, uh, get, go to the source and start eliminating it before the body becomes infected. Mm, interesting. So, and God forbid this happens, but you do get sick. Can probiotics help symptoms if you start taking them? Is there a t Should you have already been on probiotics, or is it going to help you if you just start them when you do get sick and stay on them? No, they do. They do help. And I'll tell you why. Because, again, it's that communication with the immune cells. Because remember, 80% of your immune cells are on your intestinal lining, that 27 feet. And that communication uh, between the certain beneficial bacteria and that immune cells definitely will protect the body and ramp up the part of the immune system that needs to deal with the cold or prevent the cold. Mm, 
Interesting. So I want to go back to the mental health piece that you were just discussing. It sounds like mental health and gut health are very connected. Can you talk to us a little bit about that role there with the gut and the mental health and and it being kind of the second brain? Right. Well, you know, it's one of the first ones that talked about the brain-gut axis and that, you know, the enteric nervous system is completely isolated and operates by itself and sends these uh, neurotransmitters or chemicals to the brain specifically serotonin and dopamine. And so when your GI tract is upset and not functioning properly, uh, you're not getting enough of those neurotransmitters sent up by the vagus nerve to your first brain. So that's the first problem. A second problem, again, stress and that culprit sugar. Eating a lot of sugar will change your gut microbiota and that will interfere with your body's ability to get the right chemicals from your GI tract to the first brain, and that can lead to a lot of problems. Mental problems, uh, depression, anxiety, mood swings, um, and even sometimes violent behavior. So uh, your gut, and that's been well documented that people who have this uh, urge to eat sugar, uh, there's been studies in juvenile hall with uh, criminal inmates that high sugar uh, content in their food will cause more violent behavior and cause them to be uh, restless and not able to be to concentrate and to behave normally oh man so you're telling me that cookie i just ate isn't doing me any favors (laughs) i was stress eating today for lunch and i was like i have to have a cookie uh and i guess that's not going to help me (laughs) Uh, well you know occasionally it doesn't but what i'm saying is that it's everything in our environment now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because I've been doing this for so long. I see that all this information about gut care, about natural supplements, has not been implemented correctly because we shouldn't be having 80% chronic disease. Uh, we're going to bankrupt the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, mm-hmm. we, we can't function this way. I'm already uh, being approached by insurance companies uh, through other researchers to see what we can do to improve people's health because this metabolic syndrome, uh, people have all kinds of issues. Uh, There's just not enough drugs uh, Mm -hmm. for people to take to deal with all the issues we have now. That's exactly right. And not to mention the the polypharmacy problem that we're having, and especially in our aging populations, you know, you add on prescription after prescription after prescription to treat things. And sometimes you've put too much into your body uh, and, and you're pretty much poisoning it at that point. Absolutely. I mean, look, I'm 75 and I still work 10 hours a day and people will not believe if they see me, they said, no, you're not 75. <laughs> And um, it's not just about me. I've got some issues with my knees, a few things. But in general, you know, I'm much uh, healthier. And one of my doctor friends said I'm probably in the five percentile of the nation with uh, how fast my brain works and my ability to process information. That's exactly so right. It, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, so you know, your, your diet, your view of life, and uh, these bacteria will not stay in your gut, if you're constantly negative, uh, you actually produce chemicals that are not only detrimental uh, to your body, but they um, uh, can actually damage your cellular structure and harm you. So your thoughts are powerful and your view of life is very powerful. And guess what? These bacteria don't want to stay with you 
if you create an environment that's not only hostile for your body, but becomes hostile for them. We are speaking with Natasha Trenev. She is founder and president of Natrin. She's the mother of probiotics. She's been in this field for 56 years, and we are learning all things probiotics on the show right now. We do have to take a break, but we'll continue our conversation with Natasha right after this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Hey, if you want to learn more about Transitions Life Care, be sure to head over to transitionslifecare.org, transitionslifecare.org. I am Jason Kong. Good afternoon to you. I am here with Mary Lucas representing Transitions Life Care, and uh, we've got a nice segment here planned, and we're going to be talking all about hospice and what to know and what are myths and what are facts, because this can be such a confusing field to navigate and there is just plenty of misinformation out there and hearsay when it comes to hospice. So we thought we'd get our information from the source here and we're pleased to have on the show Nikki Martin. Nikki is the Vice President of Quality and Compliance and the Chief Compliance Officer at Transitions Life Care. And Mary, you know, we talk Mm -hmm. about hospice often, but Mm -hmm. Uh, as we said, there's just so much misinformation out there. Absolutely. I think for caregivers, you know, a lot of times in your caregiving journey, you're at this point in the road of what next? And you might feel just overwhelmed and um, I, and knowing that you need to bring in additional help but not knowing how to do it. So, Nikki, how can someone get help with hospice? How do you refer someone to hospice? What are next steps once you reach that point in the road? Great. Um, Well, you know, anyone can make a referral to hospice. The patient themselves could call our agency or any hospice agency or their family can call. I mean, most typically referrals come from hospitals or physicians offices. Um, Facilities like nursing homes and assisted livings will also make referrals. Um, But what hospice will do is check with your physician to see if they agree with the hospice um, option of care. So, you know, you just provide information for your loved one. We'll need like a name and address and date of birth, maybe insurance information, the name of their attending physician or nurse practitioner, and any other medical information that you think is going to be helpful. Um, And hospice does the rest. We contact the physician. We are going to gather medical records. Maybe if you had been in the hospital recently, we'll gather those records. And then we're going to schedule an admission or an info visit. So an info visit might be, We're looking at the records and we're not quite sure if you're going to qualify for hospice. So we'll do an info visit to get more information. Nikki, what if someone doesn't qualify for hospice? The caregiver has called in, has set up an appointment, someone comes out for an info visit or for an admission, and it's just not quite there yet. Are there other things that you can do to help the caregiver and the patient? Absolutely. Um, We would do an evaluation for maybe palliative care is the right road at this point in time. 
Um, some, and honestly, some patients are medically appropriate for hospice, but maybe the patient and family are just not there yet in their mind. And that's okay. You know, we will be ready when you're ready. And sometimes the palliative care is a nice bridge to hospice. And it isn't always a bridge to hospice, but sometimes it can be a bridge to hospice. And that keeps medical eyes on you, you know, nurse practitioners making visits um, and really focus on what your what your disease process is and how it affects your day-to-day life and how it impacts the quality of your life. And, and that's oftentimes very helpful for patients and families. That's great. So how much does all of this care cost? It seems expensive. There's a lot of stuff in here that we've been talking about. What, what does it look like? <laughs> Yeah, you would think it's going to be the most expensive thing, but I think after paying into Medicare your whole life, the the Medicare hospice benefit is fully paid for. I mean, you you've put into Medicare your entire life, so it, at the end, it's nice that you get this care for for no cost. Um, you know, there's also commercial insurances that cover hospice services, and you would have to check with your insurance carrier to find out if there's a copayment or a limit on the coverage. And it and the nice thing about the hospice program is that it covers all your nursing visits, your social worker visits, your spiritual care counselor, your aid visits, the doctors and nurse practitioners that may come out to see you, those are also all covered. We also have um, durable medical equipment that may be helpful in the home. That is also paid for by the hospice. Um, We also have medications that are related to why you're coming to hospice. So whatever disease you have, and then any other conditions that happen as a result of your primary diagnosis is what we call it. We will pay for all those medications as long as they're on our formulary. Those respite stays that are also very, very helpful um, in a time of need when a family's just, you know, I can't do this anymore. That's all paid for under the hospice benefit. The four levels of care that are, those are all paid under the hospice benefit. And then the bereavement services, And we also have to remember that Transitions Life Care is never going to turn away a patient because of their inability to pay for care or they're not insured. We take care of all patients regardless of their ability to pay for care. That's amazing. What a great benefit for the community. So, Nikki, a Mm -hmm. myth that we hear out in the field is hospice is only for cancer patients. Please tell me this is not true. No, it is not true. Over time, I think it's, it's um, the pendulum is, I wouldn't say swinging, but cancer does still remain the number one diagnosis for hospice patients, some form of cancer. But then there's other diseases that are chronic and you can have for quite some time, but at, there's a point in time when it becomes the terminal phase of that illness. So we're looking at diseases like COPD, congestive heart failure, even Alzheimer's disease, there is a very specific time in that disease process where you are now entering the terminal phase of your illness. Uh, You know, liver failure, kidney failure, there's a lot of disease and illnesses that at one point will now um, progress to where you're in the terminal phase of your illness. That's very helpful. We have just a couple minutes Mm -hmm. left, so I have one more question for you. A lot of people who have experienced hospice with transitions or out in the the community ask, how can we give back? If a listener is wanting to give back, how should they go about doing that? Well, there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, you can volunteer at Transitions Life Care. You can go to our website to get any details you want. 
I think one of the most helpful things, too, is that you tell a friend about the good care that you re- your loved one received. Um, I mentioned earlier you can serve on our family advisory council. We do um, prefer that any family members wait until it's already been past one year of the death of their loved one, but we certainly could talk if they have a burning desire to be on the family advisory council. We wouldn't turn them away. Um, let your physician know how the hospice care was able to help you and your loved one. And then, of course, um, as a nonprofit organization, we do rely on um, philanthropy and donations from the communities that we serve. That does help us be able to provide a kids program. Um, that's pretty much fully funded by philanthropy. So um, you're giving in a financial way does help to provide care to those uninsured and kids and folks who have the need for hospice in uh, in a very meaningful way. Wonderful. And those who are looking to get involved can find more information at transitionslifecare.org, transitionslifecare.org. I want to thank Nikki Martin, Vice President of Quality and Compliance and Chief Compliance Officer at Transitions Life Care for uh, such an informative session here with you today. Nikki, related to all things hospice. We really appreciate your time and for uh, helping educate us and the audience today. Well, thanks for having me, Jason and Mary. We really appreciate it. That'll do it for us today. We're out of time. Don't forget, go to WPTF.com, click on the podcast section, find Aging Matters if you want to catch up on shows, or head over to transitionslifecare.org to find more information about Transitions Life Care. On behalf of Mary Lucas, I'm Jason Kong, thanking you so much for listening to Aging Matters. Care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk traffic. Have a wonderful weekend. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. For more information, log on to transitionslifecare.org. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. If you have questions for the show, you can email agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. I'm Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas. Our guest on the line is Natasha Trenev. She is the founder and president of Natrin, the mother of probiotics. And we're talking all things probiotics on the show. And Mary, I think when we think of probiotics, we think of gut health Mm -hmm. and internal benefits. But we're going to uh, focus a little bit more on some exterior benefits. Yes, absolutely. I I did go to anatomy class. And for everyone who hasn't heard I did go to nursing school very briefly um, and I the one thing I have really retained was the skin is our largest organ which I love that fact um, so Natasha talk to us a little bit how do probiotics the brain the skin the gut how is everything connected here well you know um, as you might know uh, the skin is the secondary escape mechanism for poisons that mm. don't come out through our feces So, you know, we give these names to the skin problem, but, you know, we don't really understand what the skin problem is about Mm -hmm. or what the skin is trying to talk to us about. 
So I've worked with some of the leading dermatologists in the world that published in prestigious uh, dermatology journals. Uh, you know, when you give the proper probiotic, uh, when it gets rid of those uh, toxic material from your gut and, you know, inhibits the bacteria that may be causing the problem, uh, you get pure, beautiful skin. And how do I know? Because some of the top dermatologists here in the LA area, especially Beverly Hills, and estheticians uh, use my products uh, because the, the beauty of the skin comes from within, mm. more than 80% of it. I mean, you can use peels, you can go to your dermatologist, get injections. I tell ladies, don't do that. Your skin, your body is perfectly capable of taking care of itself if you give it the tools and the way to nourish the skin. And the skin is really an indication of what's going on inside your gut. That's very interesting. Skin is really, really important to me. I have horrible psoriasis. I see my dermatologist very often. We have a history of melanoma in my family. <clears throat> so it's it's something that's top of mind. Um, my And pretty much everyone in my family has horrible psoriasis. Do probiotics help with skin conditions as well, such as psoriasis? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and I can tell you, I can't talk about probiotics in general, but I have a product, uh, Healthy Trinity, uh, that was tested at the University of Alberta in Canada by a top dermatologist on three psoriasis patients. And uh, I can just tell you that the recovery was incredible. Uh, he was amazed. And I'm so sorry that I can't even talk about it because it requires, you know, tons of money uh, and more research. But since I've been doing this for 56 years and I know how to do it, I can just tell you that psoriasis is caused by severe uh, gut issues. And by the way, if your family has a gut problem, it does manifest in uh, uh, generations depending on how susceptible they are and what microbiota they got from both sets of parents. Wow, that's very interesting. My sister's doing genetic testing right now. Um, so it's it's interesting to hear about all the, you know, different makeup that we have and and, um, and what that means. Um, as you age, does the skin microbiome change in its makeup? Can And can adding probiotics help prevent anything? Like if you start them now, are you helping prevent, you know, some further age sign of aging down the road? Yeah, because remember your body rebuilds itself every year. So yes, you know, you do have to take care of your skin by taking good care of it and not allowing it to wrinkle excessively, but the nourishment comes from within. It comes mm -hmm. from underneath, like I said, 80%. The 20% you gotta do uh, without using a lot of chemical preparations on your face. Uh, you may wanna do some uh, home masks and you know, keep your skin clean and vibrant. And of course, you know, stop eating junk. <laughs> I tell women, you know, stop eating junk. Uh, it's not going to help you because your skin is going to give you away that you're eating junk. That is the absolute truth. You're speaking to me over here right now. <laughs> <laughs> are there any probiotics for your skin that are in a topical form? I know you've talked a little bit about your probiotics. What What is out there? What And tell us a little bit of more, about more of what you do and what, what's available. Well, you know, um, there is, you know, a very, a various uh, so-called probiotic skin creams. And all I can tell you, none of them have 
live bacteria because that's against the law. Uh, you can't mm. put live bacteria in cosmetics. But, you know, they try to put cellular, cellular uh, structures from these probiotics and these creams, and it's all varying. Uh, you know, I may come back with my uh, probiotic skin cream because you have to use specific cell wall fractions in order for that face cream to do any good. But I do have a product that people ingest. It's called Digestalac. And under private label, it's used in some of the most expensive clinics here in Beverly Hills for facials. And on my website, there is a uh, program. It's very inexpensive. doesn't cost nearly as much as if a esthetician would use our product. So what I say, if you can eat it and drink it and create health inside, it's great to put on your skin mm. because this product, Digestalac, it's one of the few uh, uh, very safe and friendly bacteria that's one of them that's found in yogurt that can actually break down proteins and help to revigorate uh, your skin. That is good to know. I'm going to do a bunch of research after this. For everyone else that wants to learn more about probiotics and your organization and more about you and resources that you have available, where can they go? Okay, you can go to natren, N-A-T-R-E-N dot com. And guess what? We still have live people that answer phones and they're what? not telemarketing <laughs> people. <laughs> That's great. Uh, you know, you can call um, 866 the number four, and you spell out the name, N-A-T-R-E-N. I've got people with me that have been with me for more than 20 years, and uh, we're, we're actually provide customer care service. And uh, really, they don't have to worry about selling the product because 80% of our customers stay with us. And that's why I'm still here, because I want to make sure that I get good competition and the people get products that actually work. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, Natasha, thank you so much for your time and for sharing that information. Again, she is Natasha, Natasha Trenev, the mother of probiotics and founder and president of Natron. We really appreciate your time today and for helping to enlighten us about probiotics. It's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, let's get the word out because we got a nation to get healthy. Mm -hmm. That is for sure. That is something that we do need to address, and we'll try and do that a little bit at a time. I want to remind everyone that if you want to check out the category of episodes of Aging Matters, you can go to WPTF.com, click on the podcast button. From there, you'll find the Aging Matters section. You can re-listen to this episode as well as all past episodes of Aging Matters. Go to WPTF.com, click on the podcast button to find Aging Matters. We're taking a short break, but we'll be back with more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. 